UKB Community Spotlight. Today we're talking to Dr. Dan Barrows. Uh, Dr. Dan has run a physio practice for the past 30 years, is one of the lead presenters at the Original Strength Pro Reset, um, and he's uh, very committed to his work mentoring young physios and, uh, and helping present the, the uh, master's program at Fresno State University. Without further ado, let's dive in and hear what Dan has to say. Hi Dan, welcome to the uh, to the podcast. Hey Pierce, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do during the week, and uh, and if you'd like, maybe what a normal day looks like for you. Oh sure. Well, let's see. Uh, I uh, I've been being a physical therapist now for thirty plus years, with our own uh, clinic in a small farming community out here in California called Fresno. And um, that'd be in the United States, by the way. Mm. And uh, yeah, so um, I do primarily um, orthopedics. So it's bone, muscle, joint, movement, um, all gamut from post-operative care for knees, backs, elbows, shoulders to sprains. And sometimes just for movement dysfunctions, for balance coordination, sometimes elderly. Mm-hmm. Um so uh been doing that um and then branched off a little bit now i do some teaching with the university there for the doctoral students at fresno state a university in my hometown and then of course i do some teaching uh, with os about mm-hmm. the last six years or so my normal day um consists of about 12 hour days typically and um some evaluations, some treatments, a little mentoring muddled in there a little bit, a um, little bit of paperwork, but mostly it's a chance to meet, be with people. I'm, I'm with people about 12 hours a day and just absolutely love interacting with folks. So, and I get paid to do that too. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, and what inspired you to, to get into that, Dan? Oh, well, that would come back to a car accident out here in the States, at least, um, because I do some interviewing in the doctoral program at the university as well. So you talk, and this is my story is not uncommon, but usually you go through physio yourself. So I was involved in a pretty severe car accident, Mm. um, was hit by a car head on at like 30 miles an hour, sustained minimal injuries um, just by the grace of God but um, had some severe knee pain. And then when they evaluated it, it was blown out. Three ligaments were gone. So I underwent some surgeries back in the early 80s. Not, not the same level of care that they offer today. Yeah. Um, and uh, after that, I ended up going through physio and with this older lady in town. And mm. about three weeks into it, she offered me a job. <laughs> and I said, really? She said, yeah, you'd be a great therapist. I said, Never heard of it till about three weeks ago when I got sent here. So she wrote me a letter of reference and things fell into place and ended up getting accepted to Fresno State there in 80, 85, 1985, and then graduated mm. with my degree in 87. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. So, and, and you're a sports guy. So that, that knee injury mm-hmm. must have been pretty, uh, pretty unfortunate. 
It was. I was. Uh, I was a pretty good soccer player. Football. Mm. Your football, my soccer. Yeah. Do you guys call it football there or soccer? Uh, we use the terms interchangeably. We're, we're impacted enough by the UK and the US that uh, that the name is is either, either one way. will work over here. Well, in that case, I played two sports, both football and soccer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was I had a um, I was a pretty good player and had a scholarship to go off to a university and play when this injury happened. So mm. uh, kind of dreams and hopes were dashed at that point. And then mm. this came in on the back end, which I'm so grateful for after 30 years of doing something that I just love to do. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I mean, are you playing any sports at the moment? You, you, were, you educated me all about golf. It was, it's the most interesting <laughs> game uh, uh, round of golf I've ever watched uh, yeah. when you were with me. It, it, oh, right. I remember. Yeah. Um, yes, I, um, I still play a little bit of golf. Mostly what I do now is I, um, I cycle. Mm. Um, I've been, been into cycling for about a good 15 years now. And so I enjoy riding. I've had the chance to ride in Europe a few times, some of those big mountains. And um, we live in, the, in a valley, but right in our backyard are the big Sierra Nevadas. They go up 10, 12,000 feet up. And so we mm. have mountains for us to ride there too. And my, uh, my son and son-in-law are trying to get me on the mountain bikes. So I'm not so keen on that. I, I prefer the road <laughs> where the roads are smooth. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I pretty much do that. And then I, I do, um, I'd probably do a very light, what would be considered a light class of OS, probably mm -hmm. two or three times a week, just to maintain some of my ailments for my back and knee and such. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and chase and grandchildren. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so four under 30 months, you were saying before. Yes. Four grandsons under the age of 40 months, 30 months. Um, and I am, um, I'm doing more with them than I did with my children. I'm in better shape now, Pierce, honestly, yeah. wow. than I was, uh, 25 years ago playing with my, my own children. I'm on the ground, I'm crawling, I'm chasing them, which I did not do because of ailments and limitations to my own body 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 And I guess that the next question that I typically ask is what's the number one thing that you help feels makes your life feel more awesome, but. Oh. I wonder if, uh, if it's linked into those little guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's, it's in fact that we were just, we're on vacation right now. We're out here in Las Vegas. We went to visit the grand Canyon. My wife and I've always been mm. on the bucket list to visit. So we're stopping by Vegas for one night and we're going to head back home, but we were at dinner and all of a sudden phone rings. It's like, Oh, it's our 20 month old grandson's like, ah, so here we are in Vegas with all this loud noise and trying to talk to our little one. And, He's just making us laugh and smile, and it's 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 awesome. It is a great gift. Yeah, we, we've uh, yeah. At, we've currently got a little one that's uh, seventeen or eighteen months at the moment. Oh yeah, that's uh, right, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and so it's uh, I can just imagine at twenty months you can can have a fairly <sighs> rudimentary conversation with a, a, an incredibly expressive human. That's right. Yeah, because <laughs> I have not been back up there to visit you all since you had your little one yeah no it's been uh been two or three years since we last had pressing reset a uh, pro reset mm -hmm. out here sorry um, oh, we, that's right yep yeah and i feel like we've covered your clinical background which would have been the next question but the the fourth question that i've got on my list is do you have sure. a specific goal at the moment and if so what is it hmm well 
I would say I'm at the point where um, I'd like to begin more of a mentoring relationship with the students at Fresno State in the doctoral program or those that first come out. So um, I mentioned to you before we went on air that I just recently sold our practice of 30 years. So I'm all, I'm working for this new corporation, but I'm having some freedoms. And in that venue, I'd like to start to carve out time where I can start to mentor individuals in the practice to teach them how to see movement, how to, um, how to be um, not only giving of self, but understanding how the body gives us if we take mm. care of it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, sometimes I think that gets, gets missed in medicine. Mm. I'm not so sure that we're, we understand that we're the people responsible for our well-being as far as the, what we do with our lives and how we take care of them. Um, mm. And medicine sometimes has lots of quick fixes, kind of like the stock market and the dot-comers and get rich fast instead of earning your money over time and slow. And I just, mm. I think the human body responds well to slow and steady. Yeah. So I'm hoping to kind of venture into that more as I get some free time here in the next probably eight to 12 months. Yeah. 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 Where you're just working 12 hour days, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so what, what was the last book you read, uh, Dan, and what was the best thing about it? Hmm. Great question. Um, actually, I'm reading a book right now on the liturgy of politics, interestingly okay. enough. And um, it is an understanding of what does the Bible have to say with political interaction? Mm. How, do we, how do we engage in that political arena from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a it's a it's a good book. It's I don't agree with everything that it says in there and how it goes about it, sure. but uh, nonetheless, it's very thought provoking. Written by a gal from um, back east in our states here, mm. back in Yukon, and, and um, mm. yeah, I'm about halfway through. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it's a polarizing topic, I imagine, in the U.S. at the moment. Oh, in our in our time, it will be uh, interesting, Piers, for me to look back in twenty years, either mm. a see how the history books choose to write what happened, yeah, or or b talk to my grandsons who will be growing up and hearing mm. what their teachers say really happened in my era. Going, grandson, that is not exactly how that happened. Um, <laughs> it'll be very interesting to see uh, what. What, what venue of or what, uh, what history holds for itself here, at least in our yeah. country, for sure. Yeah. Now, th- this next one is, is, is a tough question, and it's important. Um, what, what's your favorite food? I was going to say, you're going to ask me my favorite ice cream. Um, <laughs> no, now, I'll tell you, favorite food is not an easy thing to go by. Um, I'll tell you what I enjoy the most, because I don't have it very often is mm. prime rib. Oh, yeah. I love a good prime rib. I probably get it twice a year. Um, but if I had to live off of food, probably uh, carnitas, which is uh, fried pork out here, and it's a Mexican yeah. food. Yeah, I, could, yeah. I could do pretty well for carnitas for a long time. <laughs> yeah, look, I can, imagine, I can imagine living in California, you'd get pretty good Mexican food as well. Oof, the best. And I live in a small... Uh, primarily Hispanic farming community 
Right. Um, and, and my ladies make the best food. In fact, they make food so good, Piers, that we're moving into a new building, mm. 7,000 square foot. Um, yeah. And I put in, literally, I put in an entire full kitchen, stove, <laughs> oven, microwave, you name it, so that they can make the food and I can help them eat it. Yeah, wow. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it had been on my list to get to Fresno uh, prior, but I feel like once, uh, once the borders open, it's, it's, it's gotten higher. <laughs> Good. Well, we have an extra bedroom waiting for you. <laughs> now, <laughs> the family we, too, because we got a lot of stuff there to see. Yeah, look, I've been threatening yeah. to drag them to, to North Carolina to visit Tim over there. Mm-hmm. So, well, so it's, don't uh, go there. Come here. We we got way more to see in California. Nothing against Tim. They got lots of trees, but I got canyons. I got trees the size of your house. I got the oh yeah, I got it all. <laughs> I Way think we'll try and do both. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we've covered it a little bit, but your your hobbies. We you've talked about your mm. cycling and uh, and a little bit of golf. You're mm-hmm. mentoring at the, the university and and teaching there. Are there mm-hmm. any other that we haven't touched on? No, I tell you what, though, as I've gotten older, um, I am really enjoying starting some woodworking. Right. I think that means I'm officially starting to get retired, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm starting to build some. I built me a, a wonderful 13 foot long farmhouse table for the family because now we've got our six children because they're all married now. Recently, one just got married a year ago. So yeah, our yeah. three children and their three spouses and now four grandsons, like I need a big table. So I built a 13 foot long, solid, beautiful redwood table that everyone can sit at uh, when we have uh, events and everyone lives in town. So um, I get to yeah. use that a couple of times a month, which is really fun. So I'm enjoying woodworking. Yeah. And I, I'm yeah. imagining that Fresno is a good place for woodworking. The, the redwoods are, are relatively plentiful yeah. there. <laughs> yes. We've got trees. <laughs> yeah. Now, cause, cause the redwood forest, in Fresno is, is, mm-hmm. is quite famous, right? Yeah. So it, it would be above us in the mountains um, mm. called Kings Canyon National Park. And that's where the giant uh, sequoias are. Those are, oh my goodness. Well, they're the largest living organism on earth. Mm. Uh, they are over 300 feet tall. And some of them at the base are 25 feet in diameter. That's hard to imagine. Oh, um, until you stand next one. It is, it is mind-boggling until you stand there and go, oh, my goodness, that's a tree. Yeah. I mean, 100 meters in the air. How many stories is, is a 300-foot tree? It's, it's lots of stories. Oh, yeah. It's like 27 to 30-story building. Yeah, wow. Um, and, and there's a lot of them. They're in, they're in groves. Mm. Um, we also have uh, our Sequoia Canyon, which is where the trees are as well, and you See this beautiful canyon that's about, I don't know, probably 500, 600 feet deep and mm. carved. And, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, of course, then we also have Yosemite about mm. a two-hour drive from us where the famous Ansel Adam took all those pictures of Half Dome. And, yeah. 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 Wow. So uh, Now, p- part of the reason for, for, for contacting you and setting this up was uh, I wanted to, to hear <laughs> you talk about original strength from a clinician's perspective or, or, sure. or a physical therapist. What is it about original strength that drew you to it initially? Well, I was uh, out in my neck of the woods. We were working with some students. Mm. And by that, I mean 
eight to 11 year olds. All right. And we were doing, we were going through something that probably most of your listeners may be aware of, but FMS. Mm-hmm. The problem was we were also trying to use FMS correctives with 20 10 year olds. And to borrow the phrase of my, my friend, it would be like trying to herd cats. It was impossible. Yeah. And so a friend of mine said, Hey, there's this guy named Tim Anderson out in uh, North Carolina that's teaching people how to roll and rock. And to be honest with you, I thought to myself, this is like, you got to be kidding me. This is silly. Because <laughs> yeah. I have not been exposed in my, in my profession. We're not really exposed in school to really movement, even though we should be mm. movement specialists. Um, you can accrue some stuff over years if you're diligent. But, but as, a, as a teaching being taught in a university, very mm. little, unless you're very fortunate. And... Um, so we went back there because I'd never been to Virginia. He was teaching their first OS. It was actually bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we went back there to learn how to rock and roll and move my eyeballs. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and so we go back there and um, some things happened to me physically that, that piqued my curiosity. Things happened to me that I went, what the heck? That's impossible. Yeah. I know I can't do this and I could do things that I had not done in 20 years. Yeah. Um, and I thought, whoa, something's here. I didn't have all the background to put it all together yet. And Tim had not really kind of refined his teaching like we yeah. have now with all the background with Dr. Mike's contributions and stuff. Mm. But it's like something else is here. And uh, that's kind of how I, how I got started with uh, the OS. Um, and once I started to do it, I just realized it created a framework, a trellis, mm. if you will, of how I can apply even what I do now into the framework of OS. Mm. And uh, it's been phenomenal for the last seven years. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. Um, that, that Becoming Bulletproof course was was um, was probably closer to a pressing reset with a little bit of the um, a little bit of the performance stuff in it, right? Rather than the pro yeah. reset. Oh yeah, no, nothing like pro at all. Nothing mm. like yeah. it was a one day, it was a two-day course, but you basically learned your resets. A little bit of higher end stuff for, for like mm. you said, performance, but that was that was all it entailed. No reason why, no explanation of how things were connected. Yeah. What what neurological tracks were being done, what systems were being activated. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's it's a, it's a much stronger course now. I, I remember looking oh. at the material around that time and being much less impressed than I was. Uh, a couple of years later when they came and did the the pressing. Well, it was the original strength uh, level one seminar or whatever it was at the time. Oh, um, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was in the interim period, but, uh, but it's, it, it had been refined so much then and it's been refined so much more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it the, sure the, has. Yeah. But the next question I had was, uh, was for people in a clinical setting, um, yeah. What would you suggest are sort of the, the top two or three benefits of, uh, of understanding the original strength stuff? Ah, um, first, it allows you to see the person that's sitting or standing in front of you as your patient globally. Mm. It really does allow you to connect the shoulder to a knee, to a foot, to an ankle, or how a knee could be activated through the vestibular system, which typically in our profession, we're, we're not taught that much integration. And we've got a lot to learn 
when you separate an E itself, like we've got our special tests and our ability to evaluate and how to see. The last thing we need to do is figure out like you mean, I can nod my head to make my knee function better with a squat. And the answer is yes. Mm. But just like I tell my, my graduating students out of the university, if you don't know the basics, you can't build upon it. You, sure. I don't want people to be YouTube professionals, right? Go YouTube something. And now I know how to do quote unquote, a kettlebell yeah. swing or something. Just because you see it doesn't mean you own it. Sure. Um, and so if you're going to, if you're going to try to build on your professional level of career with your orthopedic or neurological background as a physio, um, having all your basics done when you overlay OS onto it, boy, it's, it's, it's like adding gas, gasoline to a fire. It just, it just takes off the things you start, start to see are uh, pretty remarkable. They really are. It, mm. For me, it reinvented my career seven years ago. Yeah. You know, I think Which- uh, cycles, Go ahead. Yeah, please. Oh, I'm just saying 25 years in, that's, that's not a small deal. No. Um, and, and you, you know, you go through cycles and you try to develop something new or go in a new direction a little bit. You do orthotics, you do more sports background. I did a lot with physiology, mm. but you, you start to kind of wane again. And, and this, this just, just lit my fire again. And so mm. seven years ago, I really started to go into it. And that's when, you know, Tim asked me to begin to teach a little bit. And I went, you know, we're doing a lot more than just what we're doing, Tim. And so I took all my own background and overlaid that onto the things that OS does remarkably well too. So when I have knee scopes, I use OS. When I have shoulder reconstructions, mm-hmm. I use OS. When I have stroke patients, I use OS. It's yeah. all part of the integration of the body parts. So. Yeah. Unreal. Um, and I mean, that's one of the things I really like about, uh, the pro reset is is the section that you've written on that that's applicable for people who are both uh, in my sort of position where we're dealing with the strength side of things. We're not really touching on on pain or anything like that, but also to people who are in that the higher end uh, roles. I've got a friend who's a who's a doctor who I'm sure when she sees the pro reset stuff, um, it, it's going to take the pressing reset material and just make it that much more um, clear. I, I quite like the the way you, you have drawn your experience to make it so that we understand why rocking is useful for arthritis or why, you know, X, Y, Z is relevant in X, Y, Z uh, condition. Yes. No, I, I'm excited to see, um, to have your, your physician friend uh, mm-hmm. read that. And because it really is, I, I think most of us in the health field, whether you're a physio, an MD, a chiropractor, a fitness trainer, I mean, we're all in it because we want to see people move better. Mm. Um, and I don't think any of us have the, the illusion that we all have the whole answer. We all are parts of it. Um, mm. And when we can glean from others, I mean, I, I, I remember the first time I got involved with OS, Tim asked me to go teach after my that bulletproof class in Alexandria. Yes. Yeah. And I went to, um, and you will know, I'm going to forget, um, the gentleman from Tennessee, um, uh, Iron Dave Whitley. Yeah, Dave Whitley. Whitley. So yeah, yeah. here I am, a bicyclist, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm a buck <laughs> 90 with nothing above the waist. Yeah. And the, I've never done a kettlebell swing in my life. Don't even know what a kettlebell looks like. And mm. I'm sitting in this car with five guys about the size of an elephant. And they're all talking about these things. I'm going, and I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? Like, you, I'm, t- I'm a fish way out of water. And, um, but yet, not being afraid to ask questions and listening. Mm. 
I understand what you do now and how you do it and what you do and how that functions for movement. And so like, gosh, I get your industry so much more than I ever did seven years ago. I wouldn't even know what you guys did. Yeah. Well, it's on my part. I, th- I think it's uh, it's probably a particular subset of the industry that you would have seen there. But uh, over the couple, mm. next couple of years, uh, going to all the pro resets, it's obviously become quite a different community for original strength, and that would be new again, yes. right? Absolutely. Yes, I've, I've been fortunate to see that evolution of seeing it was mostly the um, kettlebell strong people. Then it became more fitness and movement and now sports and performance. And so it's, it, it's gamut goes across the board. The movement is movement, mm. whether you're doing it for strength or for fitness or for health to a 90 year old individual in my clinic or mm. a 27 year old pro football player. Movement yeah, yeah. is still movement. It needs to be efficient as best it can. Um, and OS helps provide that. Yeah. Yeah. And is there anyone who you would recommend doesn't do the pro reset? So, so I'm assuming that, that, I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that, that pretty sure. much everyone will benefit from doing pressing reset. Um, yep. And, and I, 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 I would say that just with, with very little re- uh, reservation, I, I think there's not a human on the face of the planet that doing pressing reset wouldn't benefit. I'd agree. Uh, who shouldn't be looking at doing the pro reset? Who should not? Yeah. Oh, you mean as far as taking the course or? Yeah. 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 yeah who yeah. should avoid it? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know about avoiding, but I mean, if you're, if you have no um, inclination on fitness and health, I mean, if you're not interested in it, don't spend mm. your money to go to pro. Yeah. Because you, because you, just like any other course you'd go, like, I'm not interested in, well, why would you spend your money? But yeah. if you have interest in um, health and wellness and movement, um, the pro reset is really geared to, I wouldn't say, only a layman's, but it's, it's really geared to people who have not been formally trained extensively mm. to yeah. understand the benefits. And hopefully as educators, uh, those that present the course, do it in a manner such that it makes sense. We give analogies. So it's kind of like doing this. Oh yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm. So um, a mom, um, a grandpa, if you're enthusiast about what you do and why things work, if you're one of those guys that are always curious, you know, unscrewing a light bulb out of a lamp and looking at like, how does this thing work? Mm. And you think about that, about the human body, the course is for you. Uh, It it just, it answers, I think a lot of basic questions that we either hear or taught or we read. And sometimes we don't get the whole picture and we're trying to put it together. Um, Sometimes it can add the missing pieces to the puzzle for folks. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and and that's very much the idea of of the pro reset is it takes the practical elements of, of pressing reset explains a little bit more about why they work and then, um, and then expands upon it. Is that probably a yeah. fair? Yeah. Great description. Yeah. The expansion is a good, a good word because what it does do is it takes the, the movements, the pressings are isolated movements. Mm. This is how you rock. This is then once you understand why, then you start combining those movements into flows. Um, mm. You can be creative, but it really gives you the, um, the ability to start to think for yourself, mm. which is really all that a good educator does is it really teaches people how to think, right? That's yeah. my job. It isn't to give information to the students, to teach the student how to think about the information they have. They're very different. Um, yeah. I think pro can do that for folks. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, and uh, the next question, because I mean, oh yeah, that's I found the the pro reset, and particularly, uh, I mean, I did it the first time in uh, in Carolina. I think I might have done it once or twice in Cal- in in North Carolina, but um, seeing that information presented, it has reached the point now where the system just kind of pervades everything that I do, and there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of my thoughts are guided without me even realizing by these sorts of ideas that are in the pressing reset, and then you guys expand more on in the pro reset. Yes, I would agree. Even. Um... And it, it, it's interesting because the concepts um, that we teach now are, are not concepts I had necessarily seven years ago. Mm. Even with my, um, and I've, I've, I've trained um, through educational courses pretty extensively in my 30 years. Mm. Through, you know, four different continents and some of the most renowned teachers in the, in, in the world uh, and their mm. systems. Yeah. Um, but but the simplicity of what OS does allows me to take all those systems and link them together. Mm. Um, and some of the concepts are just, um, they're simple, but they're absolutely profound. I mm. am who I am. I mean, that's, that's an easy statement, but I am who I am. That's, that's pretty profound when you sit there and we could talk about that for a long time on a simple mm. statement. And OS has a couple of those and stability is mobility at the same time, not yeah. separated. It's probably one of the biggest simple concepts, but you could talk about it for a long time, rationalizing which way it goes. And, mm. um, but yes, but so to your point, yeah. Um, simple concepts that you can apply and are pervasive in, in all that we do and how we think now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you were there, but one of my clients who is a wonderful man, he, um, he's got a background in Wing Chun um, and in yoga, and he's done a number of things at a, at a pretty high level. Um, when the pro reset was in town last, he bailed up Tim. I'm not sure if you were there. Um, hmm. and, and he thanked Tim for uh, kind of giving him a framework that could, could uh, meld a lot of those concepts together as a, as a wonderful, um, it was a lattice that worked across ideas rather than just being um, siloed in like some of the other disciplines might have been. Uh-huh. And I thought that was really cool. It's, it's a system that uh, because it is foundational to how we are as humans um, yep. is, is, is cross, cross-modal. I don't know. It's, I, I can't think of what the term is, but the, the ability to, to be the soil that other things can grow in is... Mm-hmm. Uh, the most exciting things I think about OS and, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you talking about it. Then the pro reset in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I've, <clears throat> I've enjoyed it. It's, it's um, I learn something literally every time I teach it, something mm. will come out that I'll say, I'll go, where did I learn that from? That's an interesting mm. concept. Um, but I'll hear somebody mention something and it takes me on a thought that I've never had before on my own. It's mm. somebody else's thought, but I just apply what I know to that thought and boom, you come up with something new. Yes, students are a gift. They are. They're amazing. Mm. They keep me and young, at least in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you had a superpower, Dan, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, being to the Grand Canyon where we were just at, 
Mm. I would love to be able to fly. Mm. I'll tell you what, if I could have just jumped off that Canyon with some wings and just soared around that thing, mm. that would have, that would have, that'd been pretty impressive. So I guess if I could fly, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. So gosh, uh, t- tell me about the Grand Canyon. I'm, I've seen pictures of it and I've, I've, I've sort oh. of, you know, yeah, I, I, I've, oh. I've heard, but tell me, tell me your experience given that it's pretty fresh. Yeah, well, you know, we, we drive up to it. I mean, you're looking and you're going like, where is this Grand Canyon? Because it's flat, right? So it goes down. So mm. th- it sits on a high plateau at about a mile up. So you drive mm. along, it's flat. And all of a sudden, it's like somebody's dug a hole in the ground. So it's never like a mountain you go up to and then look down mm. into. So it, you just stumble upon it. You just yeah, look down wow. and you go, oh. And it's 10 miles across. It's um, nearly 300 miles long. And 10 nearly miles a mile across. deep. Oh yeah. And at wow. 18 at its widest point, mm. it is a hole. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, and so my wife and I, we hiked down it about, we went down about maybe a little over a mile, mile and a half, just to walk down and turn around and walk back up. Mm. But it is absolutely just, you, every time you stop, you look and you see a different view of the Canyon and the color strata is uh, phenomenal. Um, it, it, it really will put you in awe. You will just stop and now you know why it's one of the seven wonders of the world. You look at it and you go, oh my goodness. Yeah. So we just sat there and had a glass of wine and literally sat on, the, on a, a bench and just looked at it for probably 30 minutes. Didn't even say a word, just looked at it. Just in awe. It was just spectacular. Yeah. I, look, I'm, yeah. I'm stunned that it's 10 <laughs> miles wide. I, um, I know, right? I guess I, I guess I was imagining a fisher more than... than <laughs> like I'm was a couple hundred meters wide, um, yeah. but that's, that's a legitimate ditch. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's hard to, to gauge its immensity because you can see so far. And so close. So you look at something that's eight, 10 miles wide where you look at it and you're going and you think you could really run really fast and jump across it. Cause it's, you can't get your head around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was spectacular. Well, so, so soaring for me would have been great because I could have just taken, instead of taking doing a helicopter ride, which we decided not to do, I could have just put my wife on my back and jumped off and soared up and down the canyon if I had that yeah. superpower. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, look, thank you very much, Dan. Um, I oh, appreciate sure. your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. And hello out there to all your listeners. I hope yeah. uh, you all get a chance maybe to turn into one of the pros here soon. Um, I know there's going to be one coming up in what, two weeks, I think. Yeah. So we've got one yeah. in Australia in two weeks. Um, uh, it's the, the sixth and the seventh our time. Um, and uh, depending on how things go, if people haven't done their, their, uh, their pressing reset, I'll organize something for, for prior so that people don't miss out on the pro just because they haven't done the pressing reset. Um, but the fifth and sixth, and um, people can sign up for that at originalstrength.net. We'll have more information about that at the gym, or people can send me an email um, to find out more or, or contact us via any of our social media. But it really is a worthwhile course, and uh, Dan is an excellent teacher. The passion that he's had throughout this episode is evident throughout <laughs> that course as he teaches. Um, well, thank you. 
Um, my pleasure. It's, uh, I yeah. really appreciate you uh, making the time for us today. Absolutely. Well, say hello to your, your wife and your children for me. I look forward to maybe one day being out there again soon in the next couple of years. Yeah, um, probably not this year. Yeah, no, probably not this year. <laughs> yep. Well, great. Well, then I will look for you, though, uh, in a couple of weeks. I'll look forward to it. I'll be there.